Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 20th of May. It's like a lot of people's birthday today. I don't know what it is about today, but I also know like three people, so that's crazy. But um, And they do know each other. Not well, but they do know each other. Um, but today is a Monday, the beginning of a week, so I thought, hey, why not talk about how to utilize our strengths in our daily lives at the beginning of a week when sometimes it's the hardest to get ourselves going. And um, even today, I woke, I've been staying up later for whatever reason, and for me, that's like scandalous because I wake up so early, but I was staying up later, and then this morning, my alarm went off, and I'm like, what? I was in some kind of deep dream that I can't remember for my life, but I remembered the title of the show, and that usually doesn't get me till I'm coming to my office, and I thought to myself, I have waited like all weekend. I wrote up this show on Saturday, and it's really hard for me when I write up a show to not just do it the next day, so I had to wait on it. But in that time, I went out with um, two young women, and young women meaning under 30, and just went and had like some time with them in the afternoon. And just watching them change their jobs, go to work, have two days a week to try to get everything done, but also to look forward to going back to work. And they're both going on a vacation on Wednesday because there's a wedding and it's a destination wedding. So they're leaving for the wedding. And one of them, I was going to stay with a little longer. And and then I said, you know what? You might just be better off because I got a little tired in the middle of the day. And I said, you might just be better off going and packing for your trip today. And she looked at me, and I said, well, Wednesday's going to come up pretty quick, and you got to work Monday and Tuesday, and you're going to be really busy. And if you save it to the last minute, you're going to forget stuff. You're going to be rushed. You're not going to properly fold it or take care of it, and you're just going to kind of rush through it. So why don't you go and just enjoy it? So later, she called me, and we were talking, and She said, you know what? I'm really glad I did that. And she said, normally I would come in and say, well, I have some free time. But I just pulled out the suitcase and I started packing. And I said, doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that feel good? It's like you're going to go to work tomorrow a step ahead of yourself. All that is already going to be done. All you have to do now is breeze through Monday and Tuesday. Otherwise, you're going to be like, I still have to pack. I still have to pack. I still have to pack. And Tuesday is not going to feel good at all. And it just was utilizing the strength of the day, of time. It's not this 
big stuff, like, wow, I know this and I know that. It's what you do with what you know. It's just keeping yourself ahead of yourself, excuse me, as opposed to yourself, meaning you keep keeping your feelings in this opposing situation, like, well, when can I, well, when can I, will I never have time? But, you know, yesterday we made time. We made time. The time is there. But there's something about working in your strength that is a huge shift in your life. And sometimes we're not comfortable doing things right. We're not comfortable. We're like, well, wait a minute. I always want to be doing this, but I, I don't really know how I feel about doing it because now what do I do with all that space in my head that's rushing me, pushing me, doing other things to me? How do you know if you're living in your strength? Well, one of the ways to really do a spot check is am I, am I running behind myself or ahead of myself or at least at pace with myself? When I start my day, do I kind of know where I'm going? I know we all know we're going to go to work. But how we go to work makes a huge difference. Did you get ready the night before? Do you know what you want to do after work? Do you have an idea if you don't have a very structured work environment what you're going to do at work? My biggest filter question is, when I go to bed at night tonight, will I go to bed happier if I take care of what I want to take care of, whatever it is, during my day. That question started with me with food because I could not switch up my food. If someone said to me what was the hardest personal thing you did, it was to switch up my food. That was it right there. I'm just a personal, just me between me. The way I thought, I was always thinking that. I always wanted to know the answers. So when I got the answers, I actually took the answers and ran with them because I was looking for them. But the food thing I wasn't looking for, it started to mess with my body and I I didn't know what it could be. And at the time, I knew nothing about how our food supply was, was crazy and Christ told me and even called it a food supply and then I thought holy cow and I remember when I found out it was somebody who was visiting from Europe who enlightened me but I have to tell you I was mad at them I didn't know how to utilize that strength I felt like this weird guilt that I brought kids into the world and I was feeding them this food and I don't know how to protect them from this because it's everywhere and all this craziness and it really was everywhere and people really were getting sick. And we didn't know why. We just knew people were getting sick earlier in life and all this business. 
And I didn't know how to, like, do I go home and just sweep out all my food? And where do I get the other stuff? And where do I find it? And, you know, there wasn't that much availability yet here. I didn't know how to utilize that strength, my strength there. And it took me a few years. But at the end of the day, I had to tell myself, better a few years than not at all. Better a few years than not at all. Put in the time. And it's not like an effort. When you, when you really focus on something, you will find many, many answers to it. It's an amazing thing. Just yesterday, there's um, someone I know whose email, I don't know how, I thought at first they're imagining it, they're doing something crazy, but their emails kept disappearing. It's like you'd open it and it would literally just disappear. And until I actually saw it, this has been going on for a long time, and I keep thinking, oh, you know, they're just not tech savvy. I don't know what they did. I'm like, what do you keep doing? And I keep asking. And then I saw it and I go, oh, my gosh, this is a real problem. And all this time, the person's like, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, let's go Google. Why do our emails disappear? And then someone wrote, this is a real problem, which addressed the first thing I said. So when they said that, and I felt that, I knew I was on the right page. And I read about it. And then I found out why that happened. This has been going on for months. We have Google. That's a strength in itself. We can ask it anything. And now we know. And I'm not that tech savvy, so I just didn't want to get involved and then mess up their whole system or whatever it is. And I know people say you can't do that, but if things are disappearing and I don't know how to get them, I may make more things disappear. I knew that wasn't my strength. I didn't touch it. But I did know we have resources. And we don't have to spend for months trying to figure out why something's happening. We could ask. Think about how everything's right here. It's already here. Putting what we know into action takes the level of our strength and put them on steroids. We are completely aware of the fact that if there's anything we need, we can find it. If there's any question we have, we can find an answer. There is an answer. There is an answer. There isn't anything that's impossible to know. If you have an issue with a teenager, you can find a million support groups, parent groups, parenting tips. If you want to learn about narcissism, which that has taken us all by surprise. We never understood. Why do people do that? How could they not care? Well, let's find out. 
And when I started doing research, I was so fascinated by it that I had to share it with you guys. I'm like, hey, you guys, there's like two operating systems. And then I find out that Christ wrote about it in Origins of Truth. There's two languages, the language of love and the language of lack of love. He just didn't call it narcissism, but when you go back, I'm like, I get it now. Boom, boom, boom. We're constantly learning. But that gave me strength, just like the missing email, to know that it has a name. That I don't have to keep talking about it because I couldn't figure out how somebody could have treated me that way, only to find out they didn't treat me that way. They treat everybody that way. And I spent years trying to figure out how anybody could ever love me if the person I was with was able to behave that way to me and not see me. And I didn't know why. But once I knew why, I was like, oh, man, I just lived with the definition of that word. I was trying to describe it. I was so happy to be away from it. It was so toxic that I felt sorry for the person who possessed it. And I also knew they couldn't help it. And I remember going to like this, this therapy by the court that we had to go to and the lady holding me back and saying this personality type, it's not even a 50-50 chance to change them because they think something's wrong with everybody else. They may never be able to see your point of view, so don't try. Just learn to heal yourself. Prior to Christ telling me, run, don't walk away. Knowledge is power. Power is our own personal strength. We don't need power over anyone else when we live in our strength because then we understand our own resources. And that is the ability within us to look up anything we want to know about. We are, and I say this a lot, but I can't stop saying it, are so capable that when I hear any of us, myself included, get into an I can't mode, I just know that we are not ready yet to live in the strength of that issue. Over time, over time, just like the food thing, I no longer have days where I say I can't because I know I'm lying. I used to have those days, and I kind of used to like those days because they kind of exempted me from life for a while. You know, they just kind of gave me a break from the race. 
until it didn't feel like a race anymore. It just felt like, really, you can't, let's just say, take a day off. You don't have to today, but you can. You may not want to yet, but you can. You may not be ready yet. Give your mind a chance to catch up, but you can. You will figure this out. You've figured out a lot by now. You will figure this out. That's how I talk to myself in my head. How did I used to talk to myself? Oh, my God, what am I still doing here on earth? I don't really want to be here anymore. This is really hard. Why is everything so hard? How come things don't work out the way I want them to? And my intentions are good. And this is even before Christ, because my mom used to talk to me about intentions. After Christ, I started asking myself questions. But prior to, I still remember where I would get quiet for three days and kind of step out of the loop of what was going on in my life to catch up to those feelings I had of despair or just being under the issue and feeling like I just needed time out to catch up. And I didn't really want to talk to anybody. And I really didn't want to hear anything. And I really, in some ways, didn't even want anyone to help me. I just wanted my time alone where I could kind of just disappear and live in my head for a few days. And it used to feel good because it worked, but it took me two or three days to come out of it, sometimes longer. I didn't know. It wasn't like depression where you're, you're so down and all of that, but it was, it was an interesting feeling, like just quiet, and, and maybe it involved a lot of self-pity, if I could remember correctly, where I would feel sorry for myself. Well, my parents don't let us do this and that. I want to do this and that. How come I don't have my own life? And yeah, the problems were real. Yes, Google did not exist. Nope, I didn't know Christ yet. I tried to go to my parents, but there were certain things we were just not allowed to talk about because it scared them to death to think of us growing up. But I couldn't stay a child. I was growing up whether I wanted to grow up or not. I did used to talk to God a lot. That I did. For some reason, I always went back to God. Because it would help me reclaim a sense of understanding. But it would take me a while to get out of there and get back into my strength. And then after a while, I started using that time to build my strength. How did I do that? When I would get like that, I would start saying, oh, I'm having one of those times where I just need to be quiet and kind of pull myself out of the loop. And I thought, well, let me watch movies with a happy ending. And let me pop popcorn. And just, I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to be quiet anyway. 
but let me do something where I can actually see stories and see people solving things. Even though they're movies and make-believe, they really are, but they aren't, right? I believe that, and, and I do believe this because I was told it, but, you know, the angels talk to us through music and through movies, and that's why we're so attracted. But so does ego, and so there's some movies that can scare the heck out of you and others that have to show you the worst of it to bring you out to the best of it and how ego was challenged in that. And that's what I needed to see then was a big problem but a big solving of that problem. And I would find movies that had good endings to very hard situations. And I loved that. And then as I got older... And I got out of that where I had to just jump out of the loop. Now, sometimes I just need quiet, but it's not because I'm upset about anything. It's now a different reason. It's just that I've been so busy that I need to be quiet and maybe not talk for a few days. But in those times, when I switched up what I did in that downtime, it changed me. It reintroduced me to how I felt as a child when I was just happy. No matter what happened, I was like, okay, on to the next thing. I reclaimed the part of me that understood that I don't have to solve everything in the world. I just have to find a way to live in the strength that I have. And I didn't think of it in that way, but in that powerful feeling that I had, that I can live in that. It doesn't have to go away and come back. Because if it's going away and coming back, do I really have it? Well, if I feel it and it goes away, then where is it when I need it most? I didn't know where it went. It was like, you know, searching for it, going, God. How did I feel that just yesterday? Where did it go? And it's just like anything, you know, when you're trying to learn to fly and you you get up and sometimes you just fall and other times you keep going. So I had to accept that, oh, when you fly, you do need to stop once in a while and get on a branch. Oh, that's okay. I I can handle that I need to do that. But do I have to wait until I'm down? What if I took downtime in my happy time? What if I did that? That was my answer. Was balance. That even when things were going great and I was flying high, I learned to take a down day in that time. And those down days changed their structure, changed the way they looked in my life. Because now they were associated with something positive instead of it being, I felt. Instead of it being a cycle of up and down. That was it. That took more, obviously way more than half my life, two-thirds of my life so far to figure out. But I figured it out. 
And so I thought, how did I figure that out? Well, I realized it was because I wanted to. I wanted to figure it out. I really did want an answer. So then I took that, just that thought alone, that I wanted an answer, and thought, if I did not solve something yet in my life that I want to solve, because we're continuous learners, right? We're always learning. But if I did not solve something yet inside of my life, I either wasn't ready yet, it wasn't a big enough thought yet, I didn't need that information yet. So I started to learn, instead of looking at what's missing in my days or in my life, I started looking at what's there, and what's missing, I just say, ah, still marinating. I don't need that information yet. I just don't need it yet. You know how much pressure that takes off of your brain and gives you a realignment or a a refocusing on everything you're taking in? You have slots to put everything in. You can accept your day instead of tomorrow is going to change everything. Today is changing everything. How you're looking at today will change everything. If today we're all sitting here listening, and I'm listening with you because, you know, I start these shows without a plan. And sometimes I'm mortified at what I end up saying. And other times I'm like, oh, wow, and I want to take notes. Today I don't have one single thing on my sheet of paper in front of me, not one. Because I have learned through doing the show that I actually have no control over my own show. This is our show. Once I saw it that way, I very rarely need to write anything down. Sometimes I just have to write my list of what I need to do the day for today or the day just to kind of have some kind of mental order in my head. But that's how far trust has come. So I know where trust can take us, self-trust can take us. I know we're reclaiming our thoughts, our original stronger thoughts can build us towards. And I know we can make it happen, and we do. And I also know that we have to want it. If we don't want it, it's just not ours yet. If you don't feel that drive towards something like, God, I really want to know, like you can't get away from wanting to know, it's just not ready yet for you. We're all here to learn the same thing. Nobody's here learning something extra specially different than the other person. We have different gifts. But our timing is different because how we came here to learn it is different. If we can just trust that God has a plan for all of us, not one of us. He's not more favorable towards one than the other. No soul is more important than another. There is no soul left behind. 
some of us may may die and others may say, oh, they never did this, this, and this, but then we never know what they did and why they did it and how they did it and how they were done, or they would not have exited or gone back home. So just having that kind of attitude towards the day, like, oh, I'm here for another day, get to play on earth, hmm, what do I want to do with this day? could be my last, it could be the first of many beautiful days left. But that's not my focus. My focus is on let me utilize this day. Our strength is already here. It's already inside of you, inside that form of your body. It's there. And the way you talk to yourself should literally be at the level of how you would talk to your very best friend on earth. It should be the way if you have a child, you know this because kids, you know, they can tug at you emotionally. How inside child, what you would want for your child. Because we all know how hard it is to steer our children because they have a mind of their own. Well, that's, how it is trying to steer ourselves as well, or a spouse, or a partner, or a parent, or a coworker, or a company. It is amazing how deep our resources go. What a great, beautiful topic from Monday. Guys, my time is up already. I love you guys so very much. Have a great day, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.